welcome to a special edition of the Mash Those Buttons Mashcast. Actually, I think I'm going to start calling these Mashcast Pluses. Oh, this is a plus? This, this is going to be a plus, yeah. Plus. Yeah, it's going to be a plus without a number. So, that's it's that's just, how, that's that's the new law. It's just Mashcast positive. Yes, there we go. Thanks, Nick. This is a Mashcast Plus. We're going to be talking about uh, the Destiny beta, which actually just closed up today. Um... And a few of us had a chance to play, but I am Jared, and I'm here with Games Industry Public Defender and Scourge of Ironforge, Nick Zelenkevich. What's Destiny? Yes, Nick is not one of the people who played Destiny. But actually, <laughs> other people, the per, other person here that played Destiny is uh, Bo Shubinsky, formerly of Gaming Ogre, but that doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, I don't. I don't have a fancy title. Yeah, apparently just Bo. Yeah, uh, once I once I make my mark in Wildstar, I'll have something. Oh, okay, that's gonna be your claim to fame. Yeah. Oh, okay. Let me know how that works out for you. So, uh, yeah, Destiny uh, just is it. Well, actually, I think it's still going on right now, but it it is closing up today, come Monday. Or by the time you hear this, the Destiny beta will be no more, and then you just gotta wait till September to play, unless they have another beta event, which I don't think so. Was any they say anything about that? No, but you know they didn't also didn't say anything about making the beta open, either. Yeah. So you never know with uh, Bungie. Yeah. So if they if they see the need for more testing or not, or I don't know, maybe some more advertising. Cause that's pretty much what it was. <laughs> that's what these open betas are. They're they're free advertising to a degree. But anyway, um, I don't know, like I. Got into the Destiny beta. Well, actually, thanks to Bo, I got to the Destiny beta. But it wasn't something I was actually looking forward to at all. Especially once I found out that um, Destiny was going to be like Borderlands. So, you you know, you're better off playing... Well, you have to play it online and you're better off playing with other people. And since it was a console exclusive, at least at this point, I wasn't very interested in it. And I can say now I actually will be buying the game when it comes out in September. Like, it, it, I was impressed. And that's pretty much what we're going to be talking about. But first, let's start. Uh, Bo, he actually played the alpha before the beta. So why don't you tell us what you, what you saw as differences between the alpha and beta? Um, I mean, gameplay itself was, was pretty close. Uh, just uh, It seemed like mostly tweaks to me. Uh, they did tighten up, I guess, the tutorial, I guess you could call it, uh, at least when you start. Um, in the alpha, I got my ass kicked pretty heavily uh, right when it it first started uh the point where you started in the alpha they kind of moved it to midway into the beta um i guess hit detection got a little bit better it generally just seemed a little bit you know a lot smoother it was way more fun to play in the beta than the alpha i i kind of tapped out after level five or six in the alpha uh but i went through all the way to eight and and eight plus i guess because they capped it at eight in the beta. Okay. Yeah, so you're talking about like the the part with the wizard, right? Yeah. One of the enemies, yeah. If I had to play that part in the very beginning, I probably would have not played the game. Yeah, that that's probably what caused my uh, lack of enthusiasm for the alpha. The enemies were way harder in the alpha too, especially that wizard. Uh, it took me four or five lives to kill him. Uh, and I think I, I actually only beat him because I found a glitch and then I, I 
kind of painted him into a corner where he couldn't shoot me, but I could just take pot shots at him all day. Right. Qu- qu- question is is that the wizard that came from the moon it's well i don't know they're they're <laughs> the the hive so there's two factions right there's the hive and then there's the fallen and the fallen are kind of like your i guess you could say they're very similar to the halo enemies and then you've got the hive which are more uh they're kind of like the things from Gears of War. What were those? What were they called? The things that lived underground in the locusts? yellow. Yeah, the locusts. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're a lot like the locusts in that they have like some that like just run at you, and they're generally more mythical and all that other junk. So the wizards are kind of like in the hierarchy uh, of the the hive, which are in the moon, but they don't. They didn't start at the moon uh i guess kind of going ahead but during the beta there was a small period of time where they gave you one extra mission which was on the moon which is the new area and dinklage bot at one point says uh the earth gave up the moon to the hive in order to keep them from giving a shit on earth but that didn't work did he actually say that, giving a shit, or are you paraphrasing? No, I'm paraphrasing. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because, <laughs> I, I mean, as someone who's only really followed the beta, the one thing that I heard a lot of, especially in coming out of Alpha, was that Dinklage bot was terrible. And so, forget, you know, like not knowing what you were paraphrasing, like if that's what Dinklage bot said, that sounded terrible. So, How was he terrible? <laughs> I have no issues with Dinklage bot. And then well, not, re- not after the beta. Not not after the beta, like I guess what Jarrett, because Jarrett, you said you didn't play the alpha. So what I heard was very specifically in the alpha, whatever they had recorded with him, I guess it was just like, I don't know if it was like early recording or whatever, which I don't even understand. If you had Peter Dinklage for any amount of time, why wouldn't you make him be awesome? Why would you record just dumb shit? But um, apparently the dialogue in, in alpha was very terrible. The stuff in beta was much improved. There's no way they had enough time to change that. Yeah, I, I highly doubt that. No way. You know how many, like, that game is going to be long. Do you know how many lines he had to say? There's no way. I don't I mean, know how many lines he had to say either. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying I'm pretty sure it's a lot. But, like, it's like, I seriously doubt they had time to change it. It may have been, a, like, maybe a post-processing thing because uh, he has that slight computerization to his voice. So I don't know if maybe they took whatever he recorded back to the editing studio and turn that down a little bit but i nothing i noticed hmm yeah i don't know i think i don't that's just people being too uh too picky i mean the the other famous voice i'd noticed in the uh during the beta i don't know if he was in the alpha at all was uh lance riddick you know who he is yes yeah he was in there like the, the that i don't know like I guess you heard with him, Boris, but when I, when I brought him up, you're like, no, that's Peter Dinklage. I'm like, that's definitely not Peter Dinklage. Oh, no. Uh, they are the exact opposite in just about every way. Oh, yeah. But, like, <laughs> the, la- like the strike mission, we, when we did the strike mission, it was his voice. And he played, like, I remember him from Fringe and from uh, The Blacklist. Yeah. And and Lost. And he, he cameoed on It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. And he was he, on, I don't remember him on Lost, but he it was makes Ma- sense. He was Abaddon in season four. He he showed up at the uh, asylum where Hurley was, and he said, uh, where are they? And Hurley was freaking out. Who was he on It's Sunny? Uh, he played, oh, uh, what was, he, uh, I'm trying to think what the episode was. 
I want to say Frank when he was younger. They did like an episode where where uh, Frank was younger, and uh, I can't remember what the flashback was about. But I think he was in that. It was one of the. It was one of the newer. I think the in the last season it was. I don't know. I'm getting. I'm hazy on my sunny episodes. <laughs> oh, okay. Actually, I'll I'll send you a picture, boys. Yeah. Um, he looks nothing like Peter Dinklage, though. Yeah, he looks nothing like Peter Dinklage. That's absolutely right. Um, well, in my defense, my TV was turned down, and I had the crappy Sony mono headset in one ear. So. Yeah, I want to bring that up for a second because. Um, if there's anything this this beta has taught me, I never planned on using the Sony headset ever. And uh, this one thing is, this has taught me is that that headset blows. It blows hard. I mean, like yeah, the, that, the headset that came with the Xbox 360, the one that cost like thirty cents to make, was better than this one. This headset was terrible, man. Yeah, it was pretty bad. I, the, although I did find out today that a number of USB headsets are compatible with the PS4. Including my trusty Gamescom 780, so I'm just gonna pick up a USB extension cord and use that. Oh, that's good. Yeah, eventually. I mean, I, I plan on getting Destiny, but depending on how much I have to talk to people, like depending on how you know that that will determine whether or not I actually um, buy a headset. I kind of wish the 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 instead of having a speaker on the controller, they should have had a fucking microphone on the controller. That speaker on the controller does nothing. I mean, like, no, it does stuff. Like, there's sounds and stuff playing through, but it adds nothing to the game. It's fun and infamous with your uh, paint can rattle. It makes the sound of a paint can rattling. Ooh, oh, so just, realistic. It's, yeah, it's nice. <laughs> no, Boris, you're the reason why it's there, and you're the, <laughs> this is all your fault. Yeah, well, that's all right. I'll take it. Okay, but getting back uh, to Destiny. Uh, so... Yeah, so the, uh, now we talked about the difference between the alphas and the beta. I guess we, we'll start from the beginning uh, of the beta, which is character creation. Uh, there were three classes, and I played a warlock and didn't get a chance to really play with the other classes because I kind of got stuck into playing that. Uh, but Boris, you played a titan, right? Yep, played a titan. Typical, right. I guess you could say, like, if it was in an MMO, it would be, I guess, like a warrior class. Yeah, it's Hybrid. like... It's your it's your heavy hitter. It's like you know your standard. You've got guns. Use bullets. You know the guy that you're gonna have in the front line. I have a supercharged punch. Yeah, I imagine that your your armor and stuff was heavier and better too. I'm pretty sure everybody kind of uses the same armor. I mean, I think there's class specific stuff, but um, I don't know how much of like the rarer stuff you picked up. But there's different uh, attributes that they had like discipline and power and things like that so i could technically use i believe i could use warlock gear uh as long as the extra plus whatever added up for what i needed right okay yeah so i mean i actually played the warlock and typically i play classes like the titan uh but i didn't this time I think just because I wanted to try something different because I knew when the game actually comes out, actually when the game comes out, I still might try Warlock, but I'll probably start with a Titan when the game actually comes out. I uh, enjoy Titan, so I'll stick with Titan. Yeah, so like the the Warlock, uh, what the Warlock can do, like, you know, he gets guns too, but he, I don't know, if, I'm not sure if they called it magic, but basically that's what he does. He can cast shit. Like, uh, 
you know, like your melee, like what did you use to melee with? Uh, it was just a, my my fist had a, an electric charge to it, basically like a super punch. Okay, so when you melee, you punch people. Yeah. Okay, so when the warlock melees, he actually like it's like a it's like a blast, basically. That's what it is. So like if somebody got close, I'll just like blast them in the face and they back off. And you get actually get an ability because uh, you you have with um you have special abilities like uh, the warlock's grenade. Is not a physical grenade. It's like a it's like a magic ball that you throw, and then it does a uh, area of effect damage uh, for a certain period of time to whoever gets around it. Uh, so once you throw that, it has to recharge, and then your melee attack. If you start meleeing people, it will recharge faster. Like you take energy from them. Here's a question for you: When you melee people, did they float in the air, Boris? Uh no, generally they uh they flew backwards with the immense strength of my arms. No, no, like yeah, it, with a warlock they actually kind of float in the air. Um well, each piece of gear including grenades had like uh certain types have augments and you can I guess unlock new things. Like for example, on the Titan, I started off with it was basically a regular frag grenade. Um and then I think it was sometime after level eight, after I had been playing for a while, I had unlocked a similar grenade, kind of like what you were saying. It was, uh, it was like a glowing ball, and I would throw it, and it would cause it would pulse five or six times, and then it would do one last big explosion. And I could flip between the two of them because I had unlocked it. Okay, yeah, I didn't see, I didn't get it. All I had was the one type of grenade. Um, every all, all the characters they get like a super attack, like a supercharged attack, which you get over time. And my supercharge was like a like a like a huge Hadouken that exploded. <laughs> That's what it was like. What was your your supercharge was a punch, right? No, my supercharge was like a uh, like an orbital drop, almost like a Titanfall when a Titan falls from the sky. Oh, okay. So my dude kind of did a, a I guess it was a type of punch. He would jump forward. And punch the ground, and it would emit like a big shockwave that would disintegrate anybody who it touched. Okay. Which was epic. Oh. Well, did they float when you did that? Because when I did do my well, – if I do my melee to somebody and they die, they float and disintegrate. It's actually pretty cool to watch. Yeah, they would float and disintegrate if I did that. Okay, so the same effect. Uh, yeah, so mine is like my I, I could do mine at a distance. I just I couldn't really get you know what bothered me, I would say about the game? Um when you're throwing the grenade or even when I'm doing my super attack, th- it's hard to get depth perception. Like there's nothing that shows you it's gonna go this far. And especially in the case of grenade, there's nothing to show you the trajectory. Which I think they needed to add. But uh uh, no, if it if it hit somebody, it did a, it did a lot of damage. Um, I blame that on you being a PC player. Uh, as a console player, I'm used to not having trajectories for many of my throne abilities. What are you talking about? They, there's trajectories for plenty of console games. That's not. Well, a, I mean, that's not like it, a PC thing. No, but generally the games you play are, are PC centric. So you play a lot of what do you play? Battlefield. Battlefield, Counter Strike. So things like that generally. Well, Counter Strike doesn't have a trajectory. No, it doesn't. But yeah. I can, I can, I have a better, I could, I have better depth perception than Counter Strike. Maybe it's because you're closer to the screen. 
No, well, I'm pretty close. I, I told you my TV situation. I play games on smaller screens, so I don't have to move my head. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> so I don't have to move my head, but I can when I'm looking around the screen. It's why I'm good at games, and that's what I'm sticking with. Okay, <laughs> but um, yeah, Counter Strike. It, it it like first of all, like, they, like oh, maybe it was another thing because in Counter Strike you typically don't just throw a grenade. You toss a grenade and you bounce it off of something. Uh, whereas with this one, I couldn't bounce that 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 uh that grenade because as soon as it hit a wall, it would just stay there. Yeah, see, my frag grenade would bounce. Yeah, no. But then when I unlocked that second one, it did the same thing. It stuck to whatever. Yeah, which may- is fun when you stick it to a person. Yeah, that is cool. So maybe that was a problem. But like, I would throw it, and I'm like, okay, it's gonna hit in front of these guys, and it will like go kind of like past them, like behind them. Um, you know, that's the thing. I mean, with any game, like I mean, even like Call of Duty, it doesn't. You don't really get a trajectory. Battlefield. Um, you don't get a trajectory. You just kind of throw the grenade. But you, you, over time, you kind of learn, you know, what the what the distance is going to be. And I don't know. Maybe because maybe it's because you know with Destiny, a lot of the terrain you're fighting on isn't flat. Like it's go it's up and down and all over the place. Like um, maybe that's why I don't know. But basically, that's that's the problem I had. I had a problem with depth perception in that game, and I think it could use some help with the trajectory, but. I don't know, maybe when I try the Titan class outside of beta, uh, well, you know, when the game comes out, I, I might be okay. I might change my tune. Who knows? Yeah, I mean, I didn't really run into that. I mean, uh, my biggest issue, I guess, was, I guess, gauging the range of my super the first few times because the guy always does a forward leap. So right. there was a couple of times where I would jump past the person I'm trying to get to because I panic and I'm trying to kill him real quick. Um, but after a few games in the Crucible, uh, the, the PvP arena, I, I quickly got a, a hold of that. Uh, yeah, okay. I, I, I see what you're saying. Um, because I, you had the same problem like I had with you know me going past something that I was trying to hit. I know sometimes I would panic and try to throw a grenade out right before I died, especially in multiplayer. Yeah, it doesn't work. Especially, no, it worked for me. I've actually, I got quite a few assists with that. Hmm. Like, like, when I'm right, like, if I knew, like, this guy was going to kill me, you know, and he was at a good distance, I would throw the grenade out right before I died, and he'd be, you know, he'd start getting hurt, and somebody else would come along and kind of, like, take him out. So even if I didn't get the kill, I just, I still wanted him to die. I'm a team player, Boris. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need the glory. You know, I, I distinctly remember the first few matches we played, you were right at the bottom. Well, yeah, because I don't play pl- console shooters. Player. I don't play console shooters. I don't because it's like it's like you're you're tying one arm behind my back. It's slow. I told you we're gonna discuss the cornering issue later. We're not. It's <laughs> it's not an issue. It is an issue. It's an issue if you are about all about the PC master race, but <laughs> which it is not an issue. The words you just said, yeah, master race. <laughs> do you, do you know where you are, Boris? <laughs> I do. I do. Yeah, well, we're going to talk about the Crucible. But, uh, so yeah, character creation, you, you get those three classes, you get different armor, or you can get, uh, various types of armor, various weapons. Uh, you can get, a, you get an arm, like, what is it, five pieces of armor, like your head, uh, arms, feet, torso. Arms, feet, torso. What else? What am I missing? Head, arms, and boots. Feet, torso. Oh, no. Yeah, 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 you're right. Um, and then there's, like, the, Oh, legs and boots. Sorry. There's a um, 
uh, another thing at the bottom. It's like that little banner thing. I guess it's like your little cloak that you have on your belt. Yeah, it's like a symbol thing, right? Yeah. So yeah, you get that. Uh, what else? Ships. Yes, which I didn't get a different ship. I didn't even see a way to customize it either. You Ships. you buy them from the store. Wow. Using uh, Glimmer, the in-game currency. Which yeah, the in-game currency is called Glimmer. Come on, <laughs> which, Bungie. Come lo- on. <laughs> There was a few posts that were pretty funny on Reddit where people kept calling it glitter. <laughs> Dude. Yeah, but weapons, uh, you get your you get like a primary, you get a a special weapon they call, and then you get a heavy weapon. So it's like primary, secondary, heavy. Um and until Boris said something to me, I didn't know that the heavy I, I totally forgot about the heavy weapon because you can't just scroll through it, you have to like hold down the button for it to come out. Welcome to console gaming. Yeah, because in the PC, I just have a button now. Do it. It's called number three. Yeah, we're mouse wheel up. <laughs> yes. Um. So, uh, yeah, you do get the heavy, which was kind of cool to use. Like, I think like my heavy weapon was like a was like a heavy machine gun. Oh, sorry, like a light machine gun, not a heavy machine. I gun. think everybody's heavy is a light machine gun. Yeah. Uh, my special I got was the shotgun. What about was that yours? I cycled through a bunch of them because uh, you can keep multiple. You don't need to have just one. So every one I, I got was a shotgun. I had a shotgun. I had a sniper rifle. I had a hand cannon, which is you know pistol. Yeah. And I had a pulse rifle. As a, as a special, I'm talking about like specifically just specials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The I, second I, slot. Yeah, like my first slot had the the hand cannon and the sniper rifle and the pulse rifle. No, my well, hand cannon may have been primary, but my primary slot was auto rifle. Hand, mm. I had a, I had an auto, I had a full auto, a submachine gun, a sniper, a pulse, and a and a hand cannon all in my primary. No, my my special was definitely a sniper rifle. Hmm. Yeah. So my um, yeah, I had three shotguns by the end of the game, like all in special. So. Now, with weapons and armor, like, some of them, you can actually level up by using them, and they get additional abilities, like, you know, more strength, or uh, they may help your, uh, what's it called? Whatever your primary ability is, like, uh, make that stronger. Uh, I had one where it was... Discipline, that's it, I'm sorry. (laughs) Discipline. I had one where wherever uh, I upgraded, I think it was my helmet, that if I hit somebody with my grenade... It lowered the cooldown on my super punch, like my super melee. Right. Hmm. Actually, I think I was working toward an upgrade on one of my weapons that would lower the uh, it will lower the time on my grenade on my magic grenade. Um. So yeah, but yeah, some. I guess we only had access to the low level stuff, so they were all grains. Which was which yeah. was fine. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I've had some. I had a couple of drops that were not green. The problem was they were all above the level cap. Mm. So I had a couple of drops that were level eleven, level nine, level twelve, uh, that were non-greens, but can't use them because it's beta's capped at eight. So and what's the level ultimate level cap then? I think 20? I don't know. 
I think 20. That sounds standard for most MMO-ish games. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, I think it's 20. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about that. In regards to the drops, I think you played the Crucible more than I did. So I think um, that's why you got some of those drops. Because I, I played the Crucible like once before you and then with you a few times. But uh, even uh, your, your character itself also levels up, obviously, getting to level, you know, more so he got to level 8. Uh, but, you you know, you get you pick up different powers, which, I don't know, I was looking at the list, and it looks like you you unlock, like, these columns of powers, and I think you have to select between them after that. You do. That, yeah, that's what it looked like. That Because yeah, I, yeah, I, I actually, on one of my weapons, I opened up two columns, and then I had to switch between the ones that I wanted to actually use. I know one of my, uh, one of my upgrades that was coming up was, uh, something that would make my grenade more powerful. Yeah, I had that on the shotgun. I had two columns, and it was two different types of scopes. Like one one reduced uh, recoil, and the other one had better long-range accuracy or something. Mm, gotcha. Okay. Uh, let's see. Let's move on here. Let's talk about the, the tower. That's like the central base of operations. Social hub. Yeah, social hub. Uh, so, I think it's personally confusing. Okay, well, go ahead, because that's what you said to me before uh, the podcast. What do you mean? So there's no real map to it. The best way I found to navigate around it is to use the Destiny app on the phone, which lets you pull up a, a like a map of that area. Um. Other than that, when I needed to go buy new weapons or armor or when I was trying to use my different, I guess, faction points that you get from playing PvP, I could not remember where I should go. Because there are so many... I guess I guess they're NPCs. They might be actual players too. But there's NPCs there that do nothing. They're there just to fill it and make it seem like it's alive. I would rather them trim that down and make it a little easier to find everything. Um, the other thing is that all the vendors are not in one central location. You have to run around the entire thing to get to the various vendors. Like the ship vendor is separate from the weapons vendor, which is separate from your uh, armor vendor. Well, they're actually kind of close, but um, not all the vendors are in the same place. There's no shopping area, I guess you could say. Um, just seems like a waste. I, don't know, I mean, the area wasn't that big. There, like until like actually, especially until they opened up the Iron Banner. The Iron Banner is like half of that place, and there's nothing back there. There, like, there was like one guy back there. Um, but yeah, I didn't find it confusing. I was able to navigate pretty well. Like the first, the NPC in the middle is like your mail place. Uh, on the right of that, they had two NPCs that did something. If you go downstairs, there's five NPCs down there that actually do stuff, and all the NPCs that can do stuff have icons over their head. Not to mention downstairs, out of the five NPCs, you'll be dealing with three at the max, because two of them can't do anything for you. Yeah, one of them, like three, like there's three. I guess you could call them trainers. Yeah, like class trainers, but they're not really. They don't train you skills, but. It's just I don't know. It seems like it would it would be better if they centralized 
all of the people who could sell you and interact with you into different areas, like into um, into the same area, rather than make me run around the entire section. Not to mention, I mean, look, it's still just the beta, so we don't know what else is going to open up, because there's actually a whole section downstairs, like where the, uh, I guess in the, in the flight area, or where the ships are, that there's nothing down there. There was like a few, two people on the couch, and that was it, but it was actually a whole area downstairs. There was nobody there doing anything except hanging out. Yeah, there was a new area that opened up to me after I finished the moon mission, um, which had nothing other than an NPC in it to continue the quest, and then a couple others that are that weren't interactable. So who knows? Uh, I don't know. I just I feel like it could be better organized. Well, okay. I don't know. I, I said I didn't have a problem with it, but. That's just me, but um, so yeah, the tower is where you come after you go through like your tutorial. Uh, pretty much, you know, you they bring you back to life because that's what you are. Like you've been dead for quite some time apparently, and this thing called a ghost brings you back to life, scans your corpse, like oh, this is the guy, and then brings you back. You can customize your ghost as well. I way. didn't see that. Can you change his voice? I don't think you could change his. I don't know. I don't think anybody actually got any customizables, but if you went to the area where you change your ship, there's you could see your ghost, and, and there's slots there that you could change them out. Mm, gotcha. Okay, so yeah, I get the tower. We were just talking about this. There's a bunch of stuff you do. You can check your mail. Like If somebody sends you something, uh, you can get weapon upgrades. You can buy new weapons. Uh, as you're playing, you get these drops that are encrypted, and you have to bring them back to the uh to like one specific dealer and he'll decrypt it for you and turn it to weapon which I kind of don't understand like I mean unless you had to like do something special with it why even go make a player go through that you know what I'm saying you might as well just drop it right there rather than drop it okay I can't use it for the rest of the mission now I can't just go to my next mission now I have to go back to the tower and decrypt said weapon like, it's not like I had to decrypt it and then have a certain amount of supplies to do something. Well, that might change. Uh, I, I kind of want to say I hope so, but it kind of sounds like I'm asking for more work. But I'm just saying, like, I'd rather them not have me go there to decrypt if I didn't have to. Kind of sounds like you're asking for microtransactions. I'm not. Oh, really, <laughs> Boris? Really? Hey, you want to decrypt this gun? 99 cents. Boris, do you like, I'm at Echo Nick? Do you know where you are? <laughs> <laughs> this is this is this is an Activision published game. Remember, this is an Activision published game, so anything can happen. I'm expecting uh, seasons of DLC yearly. I'm already expecting that. Will I buy it? I don't know. Depends how much I like the game. Well, isn't I mean, Destiny's kind of billed as an MMO, correct? Yeah, kind of. So I mean, for that, actually. Di- wasn't it? Didn't they already announce the uh, the first two expansions for this? Like, it, like I mean, MMOs don't traditionally get DLC; they get expansions. And I know, um, I mean, that was some of the confusion with respect to to World of Warcraft was that the Activision took out a uh, Activision took out a trademark right around the time that everybody was paying attention, looking for the 
um, the next WoW expansion name, and it was the the Dark Below. And so the rumors going around, and and I think Reddit was all all a, a buzz that the Dark Below was going to wind up being the next WoW expansion, and it wasn't. And so it was kind of regarded just as a hoax. But then um, recently, uh, within the last few weeks, they announced the the first two expansions, and and one of them, is, and the second one is the Dark Below. That's that's a Destiny thing. When did they say they were? Do you know when they said they were coming out? Or? Uh, let me let me see if I can pull that up here because okay. I mean I, uh, I I only saw it enough again as it as it relates to WoW. Yeah. Um, and that was and again that was all the confusion is because you know Blizzard Activision they do Warcraft and they do Destiny and yeah everybody did you know because again it's like an MMO expansion everybody thought it was Warcraft and it wasn't. The thing but, I read, which I guess you know it's all speculation, was. That it was going to be base game, one expansion, and then go to Destiny 2 after that. Oh, okay. So their 10-year plan wasn't with Destiny proper. It was Destiny the series. Uh, that's, what, that's what somebody was, um, I guess, assuming or somebody with some sort of knowledge posted on Reddit. But once again, okay. it's Reddit, so take everything yeah. with... Well, actually, well, well yeah. no. Actually, what it is is that it's the... Uh, the collector's editions, uh, there's the $150 ghost edition and then the $100 limited edition. Uh, they include access to the expansions. Uh, let's see here. The first expansion is the Dark Below. Expansion two is House of Wolves. Uh, allegedly, they're going to cost $20 individually. Uh, and it doesn't say when. Yeah, yeah. Th- there's no ETA on when those will be released at this point. Okay. Yeah, I'm very curious. I want I want to compare those expansions versus like something like Borderlands DLC. Because for the DLC that you get in Borderlands, you actually get a lot of content, a lot of like quality content. And I mean, I don't I don't want to pick up, you know, pay twenty dollars for a, an expansion that you know lasts for two hours. You know what I'm saying? Borderlands with each of the DLCs, you're looking at a good three, four hours. Unless you you are just that great that you're completely blowing through it and not listening to any of the, the dialogue. You know? So I'm curious. I'm not gonna go ahead and say Activision's gonna fuck this up, but I just wanna see. I wanna I wanna see what they do. Well, I mean, you know, I guess you're you're comparing it with respect to like a shooter, but it's like I guess, you know, I'm coming from it from the a, a, a more traditional MMO perspective and I'm thinking like an expansion should almost feel like a full game in its own right. So, I highly doubt that's what's happening here. Yeah. Especially for 20 bucks. Well, yeah, especially for 20 bucks. Um I highly doubt that's what that's uh what's what's going on here. I don't know, like for, well first first well, uh, yeah, like just just the way the game plays. I, I don't think they would be doing that. Not in a downloadable format. Not to mention there's no reoccurring revenue. You know, so like with, it, with with WoW, you have that $15 a month coming from the players to kind of keep you going, whereas with Activision and, and Bungie, they, pro- they need to put out another product so that people buy it. You know, plus I'm pretty sure there will be microtransactions. There will probably be booster packs and stuff like that, which I really don't have a problem with booster packs. I don't... Unless the booster pack gives somebody that much of an advantage, I don't really have a problem with it. The only reason I would have a problem with that is because the uh, certain events in the Crucible 
do have level advantage enabled. So if somebody can just pay to whoop my ass with better weapons and armor and all that other stuff, um, I I would probably stop playing. Their advantage wouldn't be permanent, though. That's why I wouldn't have a problem with it. Like, I'm like, okay, fine, they paid to skip all the bullshit to hit max level. Because, like, as long as they're not getting, like, super-duper weapons from that, like, if, they get, if they're, you know, paying, getting paid, to, like, to boost to, to max level so they can, you know, get armor and have access to new armor, if they have to get in the game, I don't have a problem, for, problem with that. But if, like, you know, if the booster took them to a level that you could not reach on your own in a reasonable amount of time, I'd have a huge issue with that. Like, and that's the problem with a lot of free-to-play games. Like, sure, you can get to where you want to the to you know to where these other players are that spend money, but it takes forever to do so. Like, that's how Tribes Ascend was, and that's what it, that's why it kept me from playing it because you had to spend money more more money than you normally would. There was no option just to you know pay sixty bucks and get a full game. You know what I'm saying? So, oh uh, yeah, but the tower. Like, what else is at the tower? Um, we we talked about the trainers a little bit, which they don't really they don't give you like what do they give you like do they give you like some armor? Yeah, you can buy yeah. armor from them, and I think certain trainers, certain people down there in that area with the trainers will sell you the gear that you get from playing PvP. Mm. Okay, and also, I guess the gear that you get from like the rep. Yeah, um, you get you can use it. There's a dealer down there for stuff like that. Gotcha. Uh, so yeah, they, they they have that. There's also bounties you can pick up. Which what do you get for bounties? Glimmer. You get glimmer and you get those reputation currency. Right. Yeah. I, like, did you have to turn them in? Because I don't remember turning any of mine yes. in. Okay. Yeah. I just saw the flags coming up as I was accomplishing them, and uh, no, I never turned them in. Yeah, you have to turn them in. So yeah, okay. So that makes sense. But the tower, you'll probably be there pretty frequently, which is uh sad for Boris. You're gonna be in a conga line. Yeah. Um. So okay. Uh, let's go on to the actual gameplay. So there's three things. Well, technically speaking, you can break it down in two ways. There's missions, which are you know you can go out alone or you can go co-op, and then there's the crucible, which is the PVP. So we'll start with the missions. Because I played the bulk of the game by myself. Actually, I thought I had more missions to do when I played with you, Boris, but it turns out I just had that strike mission, and then the moon mission was locked, so it didn't make a difference. Yeah, because you logged on too late. I logged on too late, yeah. Um, so, the missions... I've, I feel the game really does play like Halo, but not like Halo 2. Like, it actually... The, the gameplay itself reminded me of Halo 4. I don't think I played Halo 4. Yeah, like you run more more of Halo 4 than I did of Halo 3, which I thought was kind of interesting. Um, instead of it's it's funny cuz instead of having Cortana, you have Dinklishbot talking to you while you play. What what is Dinklishbot's name in game? Ghost. Ghost. Oh, oh, he's the ghost. Oh, yeah. okay. Yeah, so the ghosts, there's this thing called the Traveler, which they found hovering above Mars, I guess. And the Traveler helped humanity uh, this is big orb, and it helped humanity move from planet to planet and colonize the galaxy pretty much. But there was something 
uh, chasing this the, the traveler called called the darkness, which they really didn't explain. And the traveler was getting weak, and it supposedly died. But right before it died, it made these things called ghosts, which was its essence, pretty much. And so every guardian has a ghost, and the ghost's job is to go find the guardian, bring it back to life, and then you know go. Which of those interesting? Because my guy was a robot and had been dead. Which is well, I think it makes uh, it makes reference to something like uh, you didn't see it in the moon mission, but you you find it. There's a, a dead guardian that you track down, and when Dinklage Bot scans him to try to bring him back to life. He goes, there's nothing left, not even a light. So I guess there's like a, there's a, another thing, it's a, a light, I guess you could call it like a soul maybe, um, that is imbued in these guardians. Yeah, that's. Uh, I actually saw a video about that. I forgot about the light thing. So yeah, so like yeah, the, uh, you, you have your ghost, which it takes Cortana's place. Because, uh, uh, well, unlike Chief, you're actually completely silent. You don't say anything. Uh, but yeah, I thought the gameplay of Halo even looked like when in that part where the lights was out, where the light was out, and you know the ghost had to light the way. That reminded me of like uh, Halo, big time Halo, like in the dark areas. Somebody on Reddit mentioned a comparison to Halo ODST. Yes, that is exactly what I'm thinking about. They're, they're actually like one of the one of the uh, like I think like it's the first mission actually in the ODST. It's the first or second mission. You have to go through this building and it's all blacked out, and, and you're going into these rooms. It's like an office building, and you're going into these rooms, and the enemies look it has that same grainy kind of character to it. Uh, so yeah, that that is what it looked like. But um, I felt the enemies while they weren't difficult, they were aggressive in many cases, which when they're when they're by themselves uh that's not a big deal but when they're together that can be uh you know if you have somebody from afar uh, you know sending shots your way and you have some of the enemies that are getting closer that can be like an issue sure. yeah in, in the moon mission uh towards the end these doors open up and the hive swarms out and they send a bunch of these guys who are fast and they just go straight for you in melee range, and then you got people shooting at you from the back, and it was pretty intense. Yeah. Um, it was a good thing I had my my supercharge move ready because I won that fight by the skin of my teeth. Um, and they were chasing me around corners, like every time I would hide behind a box, you know, one of them would would try to jump to the side and and keep shooting at me. Yeah. So I was pretty impressed and. Even coming from the alpha, like the AI seems like it's gotten a lot better. Yeah, actually, I don't know if they're gonna change it in the in the full game, but the it's it felt like the AI was was not situationally aware because like I said they were always aggressive, always, no matter what. Whereas with like, well, specifically Halo Four, it, when an enemy like the more enemies that were together, the larger the group, the more aggressive they were, but the the less. They they weren't like cowardly running away, but they were just more careful, for sure. Like they back up, they take cover, um, you know. So and you know in Halo they can also call for backup, or signal for backup, and they'll come. So uh, I would love to see something like that in Destiny because Destiny definitely did not 
have that, which would make uh, you know it makes playing it like more intense in general. Oh, uh, yeah, they, like the also the oh man, it was something I wanted to, to to bring up and I actually forgot when you when you were talking about the uh, you know how the AI uh, swarms at you and stuff. You did mention to me before that you felt like they backed off when you were low. Yes, that is a thank you. That is exactly what I was going to bring up. Um, on multiple occasions, I was on the cusp of, of death, and I didn't die. Like, there's no reason why they should have they like should have stopped shooting at me, or they should have you know backed off. Like, if there's a guy like in front of me, and he uh he hits me takes me down like to like an inch of my health and then i melee him and he and to to back him down and start backing up and he's kind of just like okay what now <laughs> like yeah and it's, that's just amazing but yeah i felt like you know once you like they give you a little bit of a chance to do something once your health goes low enough well i do want to bring up the point we were playing it on normal difficulty so right. That may be them just kind of catering to the general public and giving everybody that extra second who doesn't have the, you know, leap counter strike skills like some of us here to uh, react to sticky situations. I'm glad you recognize that. Thank you very much. <laughs> You're quite welcome. <laughs> well, I mean, like, but even like, because I, I think I brought up Left for Dead before. Like, even Left for Dead, like, the the worse you like, the the worse condition you are, the more they apply pressure. Like they. They want to kill you, you know, and when that, like, well, you know, when what happens in Destiny happens in a game, it kind of pulls you out a little bit. You know, you don't learn your lesson. Your lesson should be to get better. I, <laughs> I didn't really, I didn't really notice that as much, but I, I guess I don't put as much, I guess, thought into what the AI is doing because that's not really my my focal point. Uh, for example, when we played Strike. Those things had no problem killing us over and over again. Um, All right. Yeah, the difficulty right. on that was a lot higher than than the normal mission mode. But the things that were killing us in Strike were the bosses, not the regular enemies. Well, it's like doing a, a raid in WoW. Like the normal pulls are not supposed to kill you. You should be good enough to not die. Why not? How do they get promoted? They don't. <laughs> I, I'm in a lower world. What, lower what, what do you mean? What do you mean by the, the the normal? Well, I guess the normal pulls aren't supposed to pull you, but that doesn't mean they can't. But that's they can't. But that's if you're if you're stupid and you do too many pulls. If you're running through the normal story mode or even through strike, and you come across a mob of uh, fallen, as long as you're not backing yourself into a corner where you have no escaper or no no place to hide, you shouldn't die. That's the thing. The bosses should kill you. Yes, you should get better by fighting the bosses. But I don't think you learn anything from losing to a, a lowly fallen uh, dreg who doesn't even have one arm. Sure you can. You learn not to die to a lonely fallen dreg that has one arm. <laughs> you learn how to aim better, how to kill better, how to get out of a tight situation. You know? You do yeah. that with the boss fights. Boss fights are different than, you know regular gameplay like boss fights like you have to you know you have to move around you kind of shoot and wait for tells and you know when they do their tell you just move out the way so that you don't get killed if you can 
Whereas with regular enemies, regular enemies are more dynamic. You know, they'll push you. They won't push you. You know, they're like they they're, you know, they'll be in your face or they'll they'll try to take you out from afar, depending on the situation. Hopefully, <laughs> you know, that's what I would love. But yeah, I mean, it's not like you know, it's not an MMO and like you know where you have like a grunt that just runs up to you and hits you for a certain amount of damage every few seconds. You know, and well, a first person shooter, like like in a first person shooter, like your enemies should have a chance to shoot you in the head. And if they do, it should do more damage. Well, there was that one point we played in Strike where there was no bosses that came out, but there was a lot of higher level mobs that, that started coming out in the end when we were waiting for the one gate to open. But no, um, we didn't die there. No, but the first time I did it early in the beta when nobody really knew what to do, people were dying left and right. But, you know, I you know I had played it two or three times enough so that I knew where to tell you to run to where it was a safe spot where we could camp out with uh, cover and things to do. I was I yelled at you. I said, you know, come over here. We're going to be safe over here. You didn't if yell we at me, but go ahead. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, if we would have stayed where the game, I guess, naturally leads you into the middle of that room, you could very easily die in there. And, I would have never have stayed in the middle of that room. <laughs> Well, hey, I, you're better at it than 99% of the people there. Just it, It's common sense. It It is, but you know, there's people who just run out and do stupid shit. That is true. And that'll get you killed, and then you learn not to be stupid again. Okay, okay, I'll take that. But I, 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 I do wish the enemy AI didn't kind of like, oh, it's okay, like, you know, I'll give you this chance to come back and kill me. I wish that wasn't there, even on normal. It makes better players, and that just helps everybody. If everybody's better, I, I guess I don't. I don't really think playing single player translates to PvP success. So does, I, no, I you're don't right. Really it, care it doesn't. I'm off. talking about when you're playing with somebody else and the campaign. That's a big part of the game. You know, because if so. if somebody's that bad at it that they're always dying, then they're gonna stop playing, and you don't have to deal with that person anymore. Yeah, but would you want, let's say, your friend who doesn't normally play console games, who thinks perhaps PC games are better for whatever reason, um, they come and join this game, and they keep getting their ass kicked because they can't turn around as quickly, let's say, using a controller, um, and they keep dying. Then they go, screw this game. This is stupid. Why am I playing this? Whereas now they give you that extra half second to, to turn around and shoot the thing in the face. First of all, all of my friends adapt to change, <laughs> so there's no problem. That, that's a bad analogy, but to entertain what you're saying, to entertain what you're saying, I'm like, if, if if there is somebody like that, then maybe they shouldn't play the game. Maybe they should be a, they either get better and adapt, or they don't and they don't play. You have to understand that 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 thinking is not in the best interest of Activision and their money. Oh, I know that. I'm just saying. I wish that's the way it was. Well, then, then that's why they have multiple difficulty levels. Yeah. So, and well, the the multiple difficulty levels are really there to kind of I would I would think they're there to help you get to give you a reason to replay the game because I know like Left 4 Dead only has what five levels, and um, you replay it to go on the different difficulties. Even though we got shafted in Left 4 Dead 2 because there was no achievement for beating everything on expert balls. 
I would I would wager to say that the higher difficulty levels will probably give you better loot drops as well. Yeah. Well, that's actually that's what happens in Borderlands. After you beat Borderlands, you can go through true Vault Hunter mode, and the the drops are incredible. Only thing is, you cannot transfer those drops to lower, to your characters that aren't in true Vault Hunter because their their levels probably won't match up. But um, yeah. So another big part of each mission, though is these dark zones, which was not in beta. Oh, sorry, which was not in alpha, correct, Boris? Not that I remember. Yeah, Because like, when I fought the the wizard boss right off the bat, I distinctly remember dying a large number of times and then running right back up to where I was and the wizard was at whatever health I left him at when I died. Right. Uh, did you die in the beta in any of the dark zones? Once or twice. I was always worried that I was going to die, and actually I came really close to it one time, and I pulled through because the AI let me go. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, it does make it a bit more tense. Like, you know, it's like, oh, shit. Like, you know, you know you're coming into a boss area. Uh, you know that if you die, you got to restart it. So it makes it, you know, the, the stakes are higher in general. Uh, I mean, I don't mind it. Mainly because I was playing by myself and I was making through it. But if I went through a dark zone, I was with an idiot, and he, yeah, we died because of him. I'd lose my fucking mind. Yeah, but see, when you're playing with somebody else, they also have the ability to revive you, then and there. Yes, but they can still be an idiot and not do it. Like that guy yesterday we were playing with, he almost didn't res us. Like it took him forever to get to us. True. And that brings up another point. Um, there needs to be a better, like better notification. You need to have better awareness. There needs to be a better awareness of your allies' health and when they're down. Because board- raid, raid frames. Yeah, Borderlands does that really, really well. Like, cause your you your your health, and then your allies' health is like kind of in the same. Actually, I'm sorry, no, that's wrong. Like your health, your your allies' health is prominently displayed though, and when they go down, it like you see it, like you you see it going down, and you see when they need to get revived. So, I mean, it gives you a notice in the little chat thing that says so-and-so died. But I'm not really, like, paying attention to that, especially if I'm in the middle of a gunfight. You know, like, you went down, like, once or twice, and I was, and you had to say, hey, come revive me. Um, when, you know, a lot of people, I don't think a lot of people are going to be playing with the shitty PS4 microphone, to be honest with you. I mean, I'd have, I've ha- I had it in when I played before, and nobody was talking besides well, you. That's another thing. Uh, that's another sore point, I guess, about uh, the Destiny thing is that if somebody's not in your fire team, you can't talk to them. Yeah, that's a problem. So, like, when when we were in that fire team playing Strike and there was that extra guy in there, he couldn't hear us and we couldn't talk to him because he wasn't in the fire team. And if you were solo, you still wouldn't be able to talk to him. You would have to invite them to your fire team. And I understand that a lot of these devs are trying to, you know, keep down the whole, like, you know, the, the, the toxicity and that's why they, they restrict communication so much. But, um, that's ridiculous. That, that hampers gameplay. I did see a post on the Bungie forums about the, the community manager guy, um, did address it and he asked for everybody's feedback and opinions on it. So that could very well change come September. Yeah, let's hope so. 
but shit, that those dark zones, I, I never died one, but you, when you come back from a dead in a dark zone, like you're you're pretty much restarting that 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 area from the beginning. Yep. Yeah, that, that would really suck. That would really suck. Now, did you know? Like, actually, well, we didn't get a chance to play any regular missions together. Do they? Did they? Do they increase the amount of enemies? Like in a, in a mission when you're playing with somebody else. I don't know. I I played through it solo, but from what it seemed like, I doubt it would. Yeah. Or maybe it makes them harder. I know that's how Borderlands does. Like the enemies, you get more enemies and they're harder. I think solo is really meant to kind of be played by yourself. Like the missions are for solo play. And then you and your friends do the strike missions together as a fire team to communicate and I guess plan stuff out along with PvP. I don't know. I I kind of like. I'm not gonna say this is a Borderlands competitor, but it, that's what it feels like. They they had, they built the game in that with that line of thinking, not necessarily MMO, but more Borderlands. What's up, Nick? I was gonna say you're not gonna say it's a Borderlands competitor, but that's like all I hear you comparing it to is like, oh, Borderlands did this better. <laughs> Borderlands did this better. So well, I'm not, it's, I'm it's, it sounds to me like you can save yourself the hassle of waiting for September. Just play some more Borderlands. <laughs> No, but it's the same type of game like Borderlands. It's a first-person shooter, and it's more like a, uh, like more like a dungeon crawler, you know? Because that's well, basically that's what uh, the strike missions are. I guess we'll, we'll talk about that now. The strike missions, the strike missions are like raids or dungeons, except well, yeah, there's no drops. I well, I didn't see in the strike missions. I did not see any chests. So um. I don't know necessarily about chests, but you get drops uh, both from killing things normally and at the end of the mission, there is drops. But they give them to you, don't they? They give them to you, yes. Yeah, they just give them to you. You don't actually have to go pick them up like in Borderlands or in an MMO in general. Like, you open up a big chest at the end of your raid or your dungeon, like um, or like, you know, like Diablo, and, you, you know, you have... People can pick different things, you know. And I'm not going to be ashamed that I'm comparing to Borderlands because the game plays like Borderlands. Damn it, Nick! <laughs> See, <laughs> I didn't say to be ashamed. You're just like <laughs> I'm not compare. You know, not to compare it, but I'm totally going to compare it. <laughs> yeah, I was just saying like the game, the game plays similar, but that's what. Oh uh, yeah, those. That's what that was like. Multiple bosses, uh, lots of enemies. You know, and that's that's what it really felt like. Uh, that strike mission and that first one was, was uh, long. I, yeah but i imagine they're gonna get longer yeah yeah i don't and i'm okay with that i mean as long as there's no like three hour raids that i gotta do in destiny i'm okay with that uh, i'm okay with with having something that has an average play time of maybe say an hour for the higher end stuff um but that's probably the most I'd i'd want those strike missions to go um, yeah, that's fine. And the strike missions have multiple dark zones. Like, every time you go into an area, either with a boss or in that area where uh, we got stuck with those gates. Yeah, the mob, also, you just get mobbed with units. Dark zone. You know what I didn't like in that strike mission? Not only do you have the boss there, but when they when that ship comes to drop off more mobs, you know, that shit hits hard. <laughs> yeah, it's a ship versus that's, a... a... A little... just, just, hey man, you shouldn't be shooting at me. Drop your people off and get the fuck out of here. Well, you were just complaining that it backs off. 
I'm talking about the AI. I'm talking about the AI, not the ship that brings the AI. Yeah, the AI ship is shooting and trying to kill you. If that's the case, the AI ship should just kill me. And there shouldn't be any destiny, goddammit. But yeah, when when a boss is there, that's annoying. Outside, in the the regular world, when that happens, it's kind of like, I can see the ship providing covering fire. You know, and if that's the case, if that's the case, if the ship can shoot at me, I should be able to shoot and take down the ship. <laughs> I don't think you have enough firepower. You see how long it takes down takes to to down those bosses. Well, I, that's why they give us rocket launchers. I I didn't get a rocket launcher. Well, yeah, I saw one in multiplayer. I got somebody used one on me twice. Yeah, and you were all pissed off. Yeah, I hate I hate rocket launchers in multiplayer in general, not just Destiny. Rocket launchers, uh, noob cannons. Like, I hate that shit. Like the 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 M4 with the with the grenade launcher on the bottom of it. Like when they introduced that shit to Call of Duty, that was the worst thing that had happened to me that year. <laughs> <laughs> that shit is so annoying. Um, yeah, but like yeah, high explosives like that, I can't stand it in a in a game in a game like this. You know. Um. Well, see, that's the that's the good thing about. Well, I guess we'll we'll talk about it when we get to the the crucible thing some more, but um, I don't know if you noticed. There's drops in in multiplayer that have special ammo and heavy ammo, so you don't run around with a full clip of your special weapon to use whenever the hell you feel like it. You have to go and pick up those special ammo crates. Yeah. So it's not like he can use the rocket launcher all At game. Will. Yeah, all game. Yeah. Once is enough, Boris. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah so uh, the strike missions are, are the strike missions and the regular missions that's what you pretty much come across um in single player but i would I, I don't know like it, it felt like the strike missions were separate from the regular missions in single player like in single player you kind of just go mission to mission to progress the story i was ex- expecting like you know their raid type missions or their dungeon type missions to be like story progressing there was a bit of a story because there was that weird thing at the end. That... Well, there was a story, but it felt like its own story. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like Borderlands, for example, you like you know, <laughs> yeah. Here we go again. Like when you <laughs> when you go, you know, you do all of your regular missions in the area, and then you progress your missions that are going to progress you forward are typically like a uh, you know a dungeon. And then that's that's and then you know after you do that you go back to like sanctuary you get more missions you know which push you to different areas, and I, I like that format. Not saying that Destiny has to follow that format, but I don't know. In some cases, I'd be less likely to go into a dungeon because or a strike mission because it requires uh, that I either team up with people I don't know or organize with my friends. Well, that's the point. It's it's to get you to organize with your friends, rather than be just a dude who's running around playing single player all the time by yourself because it's easier. But the thing is, it also takes me away from the main story. That's I guess that I should have said that first. That's what I'm really trying to say. It takes me away from the main story. When I'm playing Destiny campaign, I want to play through the story. You see so then play through the story. Well, yeah, that's but... like saying like you're not. That's like saying like you can't. PvP because it takes you away from the story. No, I'm not saying I can't do the strike missions. I'm just saying the strike missions would be more valuable to me if they actually had story in them. I like the strike missions, don't get me wrong, but I'd feel like I'm we- not wasting my time because you, pr- you get good drops there. 
but I feel like it's taken me away from the story when they could have easily fixed that and made strike missions part of, you know, progressing. But then again, I, I guess think- the, the positive to that is that you could just play the campaign if you want to, and it doesn't force you to play with other people. Because the strike missions do require either Xbox Live Gold or PlayStation Plus. Correct. And that that's the thing. When they could have dropped that requirement, but we're not going to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> Which are the uh, the uh, the regular missions do not the strike missions do, so uh, and they made, well obviously they had to have they had to have that in mind when they made them in the first place, you know. I don't know, but I'll, I'll still play them. Don't get me wrong. I just I just kind of wish they were they're more ingrained with the story. Oh, well, you like you just said, it, it, there's extra requirements to it, uh, even. Additionally, from the Xbox Live Gold or PlayStation Plus, it requires you to work as a team with somebody, and it requires you to, I guess, organize to as as best as your abilities can without being directly able to communicate with your teammates. Um, and I, I know people who just don't care for that. They don't want to play their games with other people. They just they want to play it through a story, and then send it back to Gamefly or wherever the hell they got it from. Yeah, that's that's true. But I'll, I'll be honest with you, I, don't, I mean, obviously there will be those people who play Destiny like that, but if I, if I was that type of person, and I am in most cases with consoles, the simple fact that I have to go in a mission and come out of a mission, go into a mission, come out of a mission, would bug the shit out of me. Like, like I, if I'm playing a single-player game, I want it to be like, you know, a single-player game, where I'm not constantly being pulled in and out, and I have to, you know, go to a screen, select a mission, and go back in. So, you know, the game really is made for those who, in any case, are those who who will, you know, play together. Even though I do, your fire team can have six people. That's a lot of people for a single player, for a single mission, like a campaign mission. If you manage to organize six people, you will blow through those missions. That is unless if it doesn't get harder. Yes, yeah, so if it doesn't get hard. But even though, like, those missions are short, too. Like, what, how long do those missions last? Ten minutes? Yeah. Plus, I'm, I think I distinctly remember a few times me playing through missions um, that I would run across people doing the same mission in the same area, and they would help me out. Yeah, I, I had that happen too. I, I had that happen, and yeah, you know, like so, like those missions really don't don't take that long. So to be able to get six people, I highly doubt the game would increase uh, difficulty or increase the, the, the even if it increased the difficulty sixfold. It's not going to increase the number of enemies sixfold. Then you're fighting armies at that point, you know. So, but um. Let's talk about the Crucible. Uh, the Crucible—that's uh, your PvP, which I kind—I I like the way when you go from PVE or where the tower is to the Crucible, you—it's a tra- like it's a transport. Like you, like you actually have to travel there. Like you, you don't—you're not just there. You know, and uh, was it six on six for both games? Yes, it's six on six for both games. And, uh, I don't know, I'll be honest, I haven't played multi- Halo multiplayer in a really long time, 
But that's, I think, where the game kind of differentiates, differentiates itself. It doesn't really play like Halo multiplayer. Uh, there's not any low gravity, even though you do have those like those jetpack boots <laughs> that you can use. Actually, what do they call them? Because they're not jetpacks. They're just like booster boots, I guess you can yeah. call them. They're like booster boots, and you can use them in, uh, to get up to higher areas. Uh, but there's two... like Well, there's the Iron Banner which was like a special event in the Crucible for the beta. But there's the Dark Sectors, and Boris, what was the difference between the two? Um, well, there's... there's uh, it's basically like different game modes, um, and then there's... Like, one of them has... I don't know how many of the... Because there's different modes that weren't unlocked. I think there was like eight or six different types of game modes. Um... Like one of them had level advantage enabled, so when you played Iron Banner, that had level advantage enabled. So if somebody had higher level gear, for example, uh, like a higher rated um, rifle, they would hit harder. As well as if their defensive rating was higher, they would be harder to kill. Whereas in the dark sector, there was no level advantage. Everybody just kind of evened out, like a game of Call of Duty, uh, your level still mattered in that your unlocks and everything still worked. So if you were level 6 and somebody was level 8, they would have a couple of skills up over you. But if you were just sitting there shooting each other in the face, um, you'd, you'd even out. I think it was, all, it was all point capture, like domination type games. I think even Dark Sector was like a domination type of game. So I'd imagine they're going to end up with Team Deathmatch and maybe a couple free-for-all things. Capture the flag, stuff like that. Capture the flag. Yeah, everything was like control point that I, that I played. Uh, you just had to go, go around getting the, the, the multiple, you know, whoever had the control points, you got more points per uh, control point that you had. And you just had to wait for time to run out, whoever had the most points at the end of the time, and, you know, you'd win. Uh, the maps, I mean, I, I like the way the maps were put together. Um, the only thing, like, I did, like, and this is where we're, we're going to talk about the whole cornering thing on consoles. <laughs> um, there are, uh, the way the game plays, like, for example, like in Halo, you would, I, I don't, like, you know, we're in arena shooter, and most arena shooters in general, because that's pretty much what this is, like, kind of like an arena shooter. Those arena shooters in general, eh, well, let me let me take back that statement, because there are no weapon put pickups, but it's an arena shooter the same way like a Call of Duty is an arena shooter. Um, and most arena shooters or, or games like that, like Halo, for like a, it's a console arena shooter, uh, you really don't have to check corners, like you kind of have to check your left and your right, maybe, when you're going into a room, but like not necessarily corners, because you're not really going to have people just camping there, sitting there, you know, whereas with Destiny, uh, there are several places where if you're trying to protect a point, you can kind of sit there and catch people as they're coming around the corner, even though I, I think with most of the maps... I think they purposefully tried to make sure that didn't happen. There were a lot of maps that the control points were out in the open. Or, or at least one side of the, con- of the map was like, or not map, but one side of the control point was open. You know, so in case somebody was sitting there. But um, I forget the name of that last map. Actually, you said you didn't like the name of the, that, that map when we were going into it, Boris. 
Uh, uh, yeah, I don't remember any of the map names. Yeah, like there was that map where uh, there were like a few of the like there was like broken down buildings, and the control points were inside of the broken down buildings or the structures. And there were so many places where you could have just sat and plugged people as they came around. Uh, and that's and I think in a console game for multiplayer, it's very important that it doesn't happen because you can't, uh, you know, you can check corners, but it's it's a much slower experience than if you were on PC. And that's that's important. Like in a PC, like in Counter Strike, I can snap check a corner. Like I can check to see if somebody's there, and if they're not, I can almost immediately point be pointing back in the in the right direction. Whereas with on a console, you have to spend time turning. You know, and that matters. Did turning your sensitivity up help at all? Oh well, of course I could do it faster, but then I have to worry about stabilizing again. Like you know, because it's not it's not a mouse, obviously, so I don't have direct control over it so like, i'd have to like you know there were times where i would kind of swipe past somebody and have to come back it helped it helped but it's not what i would like but then again i'm spoiled by pc games or pc shooters i should say specifically and that that that's a big deal yeah i don't think that would be as big of an issue because i would imagine most of the people who are going to play that game don't own a gaming pc and have no urge to Right. Well, well, maybe for console play, it's not a problem, but from somebody who plays PC primarily going into it, um, it bugs me. Not that I couldn't play it. I mean, I did get second place in that last game. I don't know, of course. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't help. It helps that we were playing against Scrubs. Well, yeah. Well, I mean, we still won. I got second place. It's kind of all that matters. Yeah. And I mean, going back onto that point, too, about the fact that we won, we were playing iron banner with level advantage and you went into it worried like oh is my gear going to be good enough to go against these people and so far it seems like gear balance is pretty decent because there was really other than that one game where the one dude was with that sniper rifle just taking pot shots at yeah, free he was, will he was definitely hitting like body shots and killing us on like one shot or like t- t- taking like 99 percent of your health in one shot it was ridiculous yeah, other than that guy, though, we there was really no issues um, as far as, as balancing goes. Yeah. Now, as the game progresses, that that may devolve into something insane as, as you know, the people with more time are going to have way better gear. Yeah, but even, like, when I was, like, dying, like, you know, you're right, we were playing people who weren't good, but I was still dying to people, like, in, like, two or three shots after I shot them like let's say six or seven times and they were on the cusp of death and then they finally start hitting me and it's like two or three shots and I'm dead. Like that was a that was extremely annoying. I had this one fight with this guy who definitely had a weapon that was way powerful than mine because with one shot he took like eighty percent of my health. And um the only reason I was able I was actually able to kill him was because he was really bad and I fought him at a distance and he couldn't aim. So like I was able to wear him down to a point where I got him down, but that that fight took like a good thirty seconds, which is a long time in a shooter to have a fight. Maybe he couldn't aim because he was a PC player. He couldn't aim. I, well, I'm a PC player, and I was able to aim just fine. I don't just kind of. Well, I'm just saying, like he he sucked. Like he couldn't hit me, but like when he when he like he hit me once or twice, but not in concession. Like he would hit me once, and then he couldn't hit me again. I'd move around, and my health would go back up or regenerate. And that, that was his problem. But like, yeah, he like 
he was a scrub. He was a scrub with a fucking cannon. <laughs> that was that was the thing. And I he had I actually ended ended up killing him because I actually left the fight, went around where he was, and then got behind him. <laughs> so that's what I ended up doing. Uh, so yeah, he he was a scrub, but still like. You know, you're right. Like, I didn't get murdered as badly as I thought I would. Uh, but still, it is an issue. Going Remember, though, crucible. we were playing Iron Banner, which does yeah. have level advantage. From everything that I've seen, Iron Banner is the only one that's going to have... Like, Iron Banner is its own playlist set with level advantage. I believe all the other ones will be evened out like a normal multiplayer shooter. Okay. So if you don't want to get wrecked by people having better gear than you, don't play Iron Banner. Yeah, I guess so. But now you got the whole thing, well, if you don't play Iron Banner, why are you playing at all? True. <laughs> that's that's kind of the way it goes. Is, is Iron Banner intended to be like max level content? I think it's more of like, a, I guess it's it's maybe like hardcore mode PvP in that there's no there's no balancing to it if somebody has better gear than you um they can still kill you even though you may be better than them mechanically that, if that makes sense that sounds kind of like the opposite of hardcore mode like that's like hardcore mode should be like no i i need to be super skilled in order to win at this not i was able to just grind out the best gear and now i just have a better weapon and that's it i guess you could just say it's like your uh your destiny EP EP leveling guide thing. So if you spend a ton of time in destiny and get the best drops, you can go into iron banner and show everybody how much of a cool guy you are. (laughs) (laughs) So that's, so that's kind of what, what it's all about then. Just, you want, you just want to rock an iron banner. Uh huh. And I'm pretty sure Iron Banner... uh, See, I wish the beta was still up. I think Iron Banner gives a different reputation currency than normal PvP. Like, Iron Banner has its own rep that you get by playing it. Okay. Well, I guess we'll find out. When does the game come out? Like, 914? 9-9. 9-9. Where did I get 914 from? That's a Sunday. Definitely not coming out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, so nine nine. Okay. Well, we will. Uh, we'll see. So I mean, because I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure that's all we really need to talk about when it comes to Destiny. Yeah. Um. There is a free, free form exploration mode that has mini missions built into it. That is true. Like yeah, you have to go pick them up. I forgot about that. Right, like they, like they're, yeah, you have to go. They're by. scattered around, but they're not really hidden. Like you can hit your little button that scans the surrounding areas, and yeah. it'll lead you to them. I did a and couple of them. They do not care about your level either. No, like, they I, don't. I had one when I was level six, and it took me to an area, like through an area with like level eights and higher, because they're all of their, um, all of their uh, levels were question marks. That shit was hard. <laughs> That shit was hard. So yeah, you gotta watch out for that because they do not care about your level and they'll just go. But it is like free roaming and it's pretty cool. Okay, well I think that's gonna. I think that's it in terms of Destiny. Like we pretty much covered it, and now we just have to wait for the game to come out on uh, in September. Nine nine. Nine nine.
Dreamcast birthday. Sure. I'll wear my Dreamcast hoodie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, uh, okay. Uh, what do you think? Like, like uh, any final words about Destiny, Boris? Um, I'm looking forward to it. I, I think it'll give me a reason to actually play my PlayStation 4 every day. Uh, I'm now looking forward to it. I, w- I went from not caring about it to actually saying I, I will definitely buy the game. Um, play every day, highly, highly unlikely. <laughs> I mean, the first week, sure. But, like, you know, after that, I, I, I can't, I don't think I'll be able to get into the game like I got into Borderlands. Because, like, for me, I can sit in front of a PC and play four hours. Four hours. Like, it is not uncommon for me to play, like, StarCraft for, like, four or five hours straight. Or, uh, actually, um, Call of War's Gunslinger, I played that game for seven hours straight. That game was fun. That game was awesome. But, like, on a console, I'd never do that. I'd never play for hours upon hours at a time. I think at the max, I'll give it, like, two hours, and then I gotta go get on my PC. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It's just for some reason I can't can't play console games for, like, that long. Um... I mean, the last time I really played something like that was back in SOCOM 2 days on the PS2. Mm-hmm. But I'm hoping Destiny will will have the same effect on me. I like that there's there's a sense of progression. There's endgame content other than just run around in multiplayer and shoot people and try to prestige. Mm-hmm. Um it's not just a meaningless XP bar. Like there's loot drops, there's things like that. So I could see it becoming very addictive. Yeah. Well, Activision's really betting on it being addictive because the, the, don't they have that 10-year plan for this game or a 10-year tail they were talking about? Or at least yeah. it's a 10-year, $500, $500 million, 10-year investment. For the series, at least. So they're hoping that it picks up. I think I think Bungie's on to something like that. I was never a huge Bungie fan to begin with. Like I liked Halo, um, I, I liked Halo Two, but then after that, I like Bungie really wasn't doing it for me. Uh, and then uh, like Halo Reach, I think it was it was the last Bungie Halo game, and I was like, I don't think they care about Halo anymore because I did not enjoy Halo Reach at all. I don't think anybody did. Yeah, even though even though like Halo Reach should have had everything that because I love the Halo War. That's what really drives me into Halo. And that like that reach was lower heavy, and I thought I was gonna like it. I played the first two missions, and I traded it in. Well, I mean, you know, liking the lore is one thing. I like the Dead Space lore, but I I can't stand the games. Oh, really? Yeah. Why can't you stand the games? I don't know. They're a little too scary for me. Really, Joel Couture would call you a bitch. Well, I don't care. He's not here. So <laughs> who's the bitch now? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he's he plays tons of horror games, so he's a little horror jaded. So maybe yeah. that's why. <laughs> yeah, let's see him play Outlast. I, I played that game for about four minutes before I turned it off. Uh, I think he's played through it. Cause he definitely wrote about it. He said that was a scary game. That game's scary shit. Yeah. All right, so uh, yeah, that's gonna wrap us up. The the regular Mash Cash you can catch that on Fridays, typically Friday mornings. Uh, if you're subscribed on iTunes, you'll probably have it. Well, hopefully, you'll have it before you go to work in the morning. So, you're welcome. <laughs> but um, yeah, you can catch us on SoundCloud.com/slash Smash Those Buttons. We are on uh, iTunes for your 
iOS devices. We're on Stitcher Smart Radio for instant streaming on your iOS and Android devices. We're on Twitter.com slash MTB site. We're on Facebook.com slash Mash Those Buttons. We are also on YouTube.com slash Mash Those Buttons. Bo, would you like to give the people any info where they can follow you? Uh, yeah, uh, Twitter.com slash Hi, I am Bo, all one word, H-I-I-A-M-B-O. Um, and I have a project I'm working on that will be coming live shortly, and I will be back eventually to plug it once it is live. Okay. All right, so thank you for listening, and we will catch you guys later. Take care, everyone.